remember after the game in Philadelphia, the unfortunate game in Philadelphia, when I asked Mike Tomlin about uncharted territory and he snapped back, didn't like it. This, this is uncharted territory. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, where you found this. The Steelers will take on the Panthers Sunday, 102 p.m. kickoff in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll be flying down there to cover it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I want to say I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm not. This feels like every other trip to Charlotte. And you know which ones I'm talking about at the end of the preseason, where you go down there and you know you're not going to see any of the starters, and it's all the fourth stringers, and it's Steven Sims looking like he's the next Jerry Rice or whatever. There's there's nothing at all that's compelling about this, including, believe me, whoever it is that's going to be available to the visitors at quarterback. I mean, yeah, there's math that's available to the Steelers. They could get in, and after the way things finished last season, I guess nobody would want to rule out anything. It's still a minor miracle that they ended up going to Kansas City, and then from there, it's a minor miracle that they survived in losing to the Chiefs 41-9. to But this... This is uncharted territory. This is completely foreign to this head coach to be out this early. Never mind the 500, whatever, never had a losing season stuff. This is a challenge to this head coach, to his staff, to the players, at least those who matter enough that they're fairly certain to be back in 2023 to see how they can make the best use of these last four games. And that's how I'd look at it. Not just go at it every Sunday, go get the result, don't worry about anything else. Players have to do that. The coaches don't, the head coach definitely doesn't. The head coach needs to be focused almost 100% on 2023, and I understand that can sound silly in the setting of an actual regular season, but that's what has to happen. Yeah, when you get onto the field, Bank of America Stadium, you're looking across at the Panthers. You know they've won a couple in a row, and you know they're actually fighting for a playoff spot in their god-awful division. You're going to get into it, but the decisions that you make leading up to it, particularly when it comes to personnel, need to be aimed at next season, not this one. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. What's it mean when I say that? Well, Throw it up in the air and ask yourself. Throw up all the different scenarios that would fit this, and you'll see what I mean. How about not using Kenny Pickett? 
whether he's cleared to play or not. And yes, I know, trust the medical professionals. And Tomlin always says, and I believe him, that he doesn't even come close to making his own decisions on that sort of thing. He just leaves it up to the doctors. The head coach still can make a head coach's decision that the quarterback shouldn't play because this is now maybe two concussions this season. This is really close to what would have been the last one. And let's just give him the week off and then say, come on back. We'll get you three really good games to close out the season. How about that? Is that a fair place to start? How about using Mark Robinson instead of Devin Bush or Robert Spillane or even uh, hobbled Miles Jack right now? Get him on the field. Find out what you need to find out in advance of next year. How about Connor Hayward? It feels like Cam's brother has been out there for like seven snaps all season and has made five plays. I know that's not accurate. It just feels that way. Well, when your coordinator thinks it's a great idea to repeatedly target Zach Gentry, one way to prevent that is to not have Gentry on the field and instead have Hayward out there with the first team. That's not going to happen. I'm not being an idiot here. That's not going to happen. The Robinson thing's not going to happen. In fact, I could list several other things along these lines. Not a ton of them, but several. Where you'd say, all right, well, yeah, that that actually kind of makes sense. You know, put a young guy in there, see what you got. Isaiah Loudermilk is another one. Wouldn't mind seeing more of him. If you're going to lose a run stopper the way you did in Chris Wormley, put a guy out there, a kid, but who came up through the college ranks principally appreciated for his run stopping. All right, kid, here you go. We can't stop the run. Maybe you can. Tomlin said after the loss to the Ravens when he was asked about his defense's inability to stop the run, he said, I thought we looked tired. They just kind of fell forward. I mean, that's a pretty scathing indictment. And by the way, that was the beginning and the end of his summation of that specific facet of the team. That was it. He looked tired. The other guys were just falling forward. Wow. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers we're talking about. So if you're suggesting that the old guys that you have who aren't getting it done are tired or whatever, okay, put somebody else out there. It's not going to happen. That's not going to happen either. See, I can just keep playing this game. But I want this on the record in advance that this is what should have happened because you're not going to see it and you're going to be hit with doubts, I believe, about whether or not This head coach is the right one to take this team through any stage of a build or a rebuild because he just doesn't have the stomach. Not never mind the experience. I'm talking about the stomach to put guys out there who might not be the best guys to be on the field for that one snap that's right in front of him. When we come back, J1Q.
back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated Super Lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Benny who says, DK, I hear you talk about the trenches over and over and over again. I know the Steelers have other needs like inside linebacker or corner, but correct me if I'm wrong, they have eight draft picks as of now. Would you be mad if they just went OLDL, 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 OLDL? And yes, I had to read them all out. This is this is the J1Q of the year. I don't know that I'd go quite that far. And for that matter, I don't even know that I'd go in that order if you forced upon me that I had to take four of each. I would like to see an inside linebacker. I really would. I just, you know, with that position, what's missing is a special talent. What's missing is someone like a Roquan Smith to just take over the game the way that guy did last week in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm talking about? What's missing is still, all these years later, Ryan Shazier. That's why this management team, in acknowledging that many times over, made the extraordinary move, and now in hindsight, the wrong move, in trading up to get Devin Bush. The effort that they made in basically, and I believe this to this day, saying we're going to get one of the two Devons, and moving up like that, just showed the desperate need that they felt to try to get that position right. Well, they didn't. They ended up with the wrong Devin because Tampa Bay got the right Devin. And they ended up going for a forced positional need, meaning forcing it on the draft, which is never, ever a good move. And they took a big swing, but it was a big, big miss. And... I've lost track, but it might also be strike three in that regard for all the different players that they've tried there. I am not downplaying by any stretch of the imagination, Benny, the need at inside linebacker. If they've got to pay for it in a monster way through free agency, go right ahead and do it. I got to be honest, I'd feel a little bit better about that, maybe a lot better about that than I would doing this through the draft. Why? Well, Bush is one reason. But two is that inside linebackers, not necessarily of Smith's ability, but they're available. You can find them in free agency, and they're not grossly overpriced the way, let's say, for example, left tackles are. If the Steelers were to make a move in free agency toward a left tackle, you'd be talking about something in the high teens for an average annual value on the salary cap hit. That's really tough to swallow, even 
for a team that's going to have as much cap space as the Steelers will. But if you look at that draft class and you say, where are the tackles? Uh, is someone who's been a right tackle in college for whatever reason capable of moving to the left? Is there someone there that we would be willing to trade up to get since they have, as you noted, eight picks? And most important, does that player have the type of ceiling that you'd not want but need to get out of that type of investment? I'm okay with getting a a, a kid, a, a draft pick, who's really, really talented and buying him a year to figure it out at the NFL level. Because if you have these tens of millions of dollars or whatever that are available to you, there are other places that you can spend it that are a little bit more in line with, let's help this position right away. Let me put this another way. Get yourself a left tackle. Tell him to come in and beat out Dan Moore. Oh, and tell Dan Moore to beat out the first round pick, at least for as long as he can. You see what I'm saying? You bring in an inside linebacker, they're going to play no matter what, because they're going to be better than what's here, probably by a mile. Again, exempting Jack from this, because you need two of them. Also, and maybe just as important, I'm kind of tired of waiting. For the inside linebacker, I want someone to come in and just do exactly what Roquan Smith did to the Steelers. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these Monday morning from Charlotte. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.